When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 4 nothing for the Chicago Cubs, leading the Toronto Blue Jays. It is in the bottom of the sixth inning. Elks play one week from today, Labor Day Classic in Calgary. It's on 6.30. Chet, of course, will be teeing that up throughout the week here on the show. Uh, the Oilers, I, I had some Oilers stuff planned, kind of ran out of time for it. I, I think there'll be plenty of time to dive into to, uh, to their stuff and obviously the days, weeks, and months to come. But... Uh, we're getting there we're getting into hockey getting into the fall which is uh i would say that the autumn now i know i guess we're not quite there yet is is my favorite season because it's often not quite as hot and i I like the the pretty fall colors and you get nfl you got you know cfl down the stretch and into the playoffs you got baseball playoffs hockey starting up so uh, i i enjoy the autumn quite a bit i also enjoy the opportunity to talk to this gentleman the I believe he was voted the number one hockey slash sports dad in all of Canada. He writes for the Athletic. It's my buddy Sean Fitzgerald on the line. Sean, how are you doing, sir? I think that vote's under review, but you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> now, did not, did and you not way, have if 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 Edmonton is still playing on Labor Day this year? Does it technically qualify as a classic? Well, they yes, I, I I know exactly where you're going with that. It always it always qualifies. It's always a classic. classic? It is, is it, it okay. is unpredictable. The Elks will be when decided the underdogs. Were terrible. We just we just kind of called it Labor Day out here. You know, like early in the century when they were both awful. We just kind of called it Labor Day. No, fair enough. Classic, well, I we, guess we I, lost the we lost the classic part as sort of the suffix. It, it just disappeared. It didn't. It, anyway, just asking. I, 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 I both fashion. I still call it the Labor Day Classic. Now, were you not doing <laughs> sports dad duties tonight, leading into your appearance on the program? Uh, yeah, uh, we had the the youngest doing soccer tonight. So the eldest is doing a hockey skills camp tomorrow. The youngest was soccer tonight. So it's it's always something. It's always. And are you coaching anything this year? Because we've talked about your your illustrious coaching career in the past as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, coached uh, in the ball hockey league uh, up to provincials this year. Coaching some soccer. Ask me what I know about soccer, and it would be the shortest conversation you and I have. But I am coaching. And then uh, yeah, hockey, as you mentioned, is just around the corner, and I will be on the ice until my bunions start to flare up once again. All right, now, is that your wheelhouse, being a minor hockey coach? I don't know if I have a wheelhouse. Um, I, I don't know anything about anything, but I do like being on the ice with the kids and goofing around. They're still, they're still great ages. Our eldest is 11. Our youngest is 7. Um, so they don't know how full of crap adults can be just yet. It's coming <laughs> quick, but right now, they don't know. So it's a lot of fun. Now, is, so, sorry, how many kids are there total again? <laughs> just the two just the two okay i wasn't sure if there was a third just one in the two. middle or not uh no or, or, no, or you no. could I just have kids wandering into your home that you Notre take Dame, to practice but... so is yeah. is one of them like more competitive because because i have uh, one of my best friends going back to, to university she wound up having uh three boys who are all into their teens now and, and they've all played sports but she's like 
Yeah, the one of them, he doesn't really never, he never knows the score. He's just likes making buddies. But the, 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 but one of them was like, no, he's out there. He gets frustrated sometimes because his teammates don't want to win bad enough. Like, where are they on the scale? Yeah, it's interesting. So we have one who's, I'm, I'm doing a lot of sort of research and work, uh, just sort of as we're speaking around the 72 series, obviously the anniversary is coming up. So I was kind of in that headspace. So this will make more sense for listeners of a certain age than others. But yeah, our eldest is probably more of an Yvonne Cornwayer, like fast, kind of graceful. And our youngest, she's definitely like Bobby Clark game six with Valerie oh. Karlamov kind of, you know? Oh, um, like even playing mini sticks down here, you got to have your double ankle braces on. It's crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. Comparing your so that is your seven year old daughter. You're comparing to yes. prime Bobby Clark. Yes. And then the best part is right now, I mean, at that age, like it's seven, so you know, the baby teeth are coming out, the adult teeth are sort of on their way. Like when she smiles, she's got the old vintage like Bobby Clark thing going too. So um yeah, she is not to be trifled with. On the ice or off, but especially on the ice. Okay, so do, does she play aggressively on the ice, which maybe has led to uh, penalties, or where you got to say like, you know, you can't, you're not allowed to hit like that, or <laughs> she's aggressive. She hasn't two-handed anybody. Like nobody in in the, the the house league that she's in, nobody has been incapacitated by a two-handed slash. But I would classify her as aggressive. Not yet dirty, but but definitely aggressive. See, I, I find that... Like, real. When she becomes Canada's all-time penalty minutes leader at the Olympics, like, she'll be one of those it's that Canadian right. media say, oh, always rides the edge, but then everybody else says, just dirty. Just dirty. Well, like, I, I do find this interesting. I, I do find... and You know, I, I, don't, I don't have kids, but I, I find it interesting to talk, find out what other people's kids are like sometimes, uh, especially when it comes to sports. But what's what... I, I'm sure Bill Parcells was not the first person to say this, but it's often attributed to him, the former NFL coach, that, you know, if they don't bite when they're puppies, they're never going to bite. You know, and he would say that about NFL <laughs> players. You know, I, I don't want to add a player to my roster. And it's like, oh, well, we'll make him mean or we'll bring out the mean side. No, if they like if they if they weren't playing mean since they were three years old, they're not all of a sudden going to add that element to their game. But so that could serve your daughter well. That she apparently uh, something in your genes, Sean, made her vicious. Not mine, not mine. No, uh, our eldest he has he has bruises all over his shins, and those are mini sticks. You know, those are basement bruises, and those are from his baby sister. So I don't know if it's bite, but like, yeah, you got to have your head on a swivel when you're on the ice for sure. Okay. Well, I wish you all the best with uh, with your continued coaching career. I, I always enjoy that you <laughs> share that whenever you... Well, it's been a good topic for us because you always have some sort of a story, either about coaching your kids or your own exploits in... I don't know if you officially call it Beer League in Toronto. It's probably the Cocktail League because Toronto's so sophisticated. But... <laughs> I wouldn't even know if we qualify for Beer League. Last year, I think we went... Where did we go? We went like 3-24-1. and 24 and one. And, like, the one was one where the other team literally might have had beer before the game and they were short. And, like, we might have tied them one-to-one. Uh, but, yeah, we were brutal last year. So we've retooled. We've got a youth movement. Um, I think it's I think it's going to turn around. We're gonna start getting them out. coming in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's how it works. We tanked. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So uh, here's what we want to talk to you about. And, and I think this will be a topic that probably people will be hearing on a lot of uh, sports radio shows or pr- maybe just a lot of sh- shows in the next month or two. Cause I think it's a, it's a topic and an event that transcends sports. And uh, you've kind of got the ball rolling here on something you published on the athletic 
uh, four or five days ago. You did 20 questions with Ken Dryden on uh, the Summit Series. Uh, so we're, we're 50 years from that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And uh, obviously it's coming up in September, the anniversary of the uh, of the Paul Henderson goal. I, I was just, first of all, I, I don't even know how old you are, Sean. I, I know we're real. I, I was not born in 1972. I assume you were not or you were really young. I was born in 1977. Okay, so you're even you're even younger than me. So we don't have any personal memories of this, but but I feel like you and I are of the generation where, you know, we're born relatively quickly after our parents, our uncles, our aunts, maybe older, you know, cousins if they were you know ten to fifteen years older. Like I remember my dad, like he was teaching in Kitchener Waterloo. The school closed down. Kids watched on a little TV in the gym. So I feel like we're of the generation where we got a lot of the aftermath and it's like oh it's too bad you weren't born yet type of stories right yeah no i'm sure there are quite a few of us born about nine months after september 28 1972 i'll tell you that <laughs> oh my see that's why we have yeah. you on no, that edge you bring to the show <laughs> i think that's going to be an interesting conversation um that sort of unfolds as september chugs along so i mean the baby boomers have been you know this is this is their hockey woodstock right like this is their big thing this is this was the very first time that it was best on best that you know canada hadn't even won a, a gold medal at the olympics since 1952 so that was a 20-year medal drought um you know they, they hadn't won at the world championships for a long time because you know canada wasn't allowed to send its best like they are tonight well theoretically <laughs> i guess not anymore history repeats but you know right. what i mean so it's been a long drought and the soviets had you know built this red machine and so 1972 was supposed to say okay okay we're gonna put we're gonna put everybody you know where they belong and we're gonna go out and i mean there were you know i think dick beddows the toronto reporter said that they're gonna sweep all eight games there was another reporter with the montreal star who said something very similar and so it built up and built up and built up and all of a sudden in game one in montreal the soviets punched canada in the face at seven three and like it got worse right like winnipeg uh i mean the worst one obviously was in vancouver where they got booed off the ice and then the whole the whole story about how they rallied in moscow and you know grit determination all that canadian stuff and then obviously paul henderson you know scores the winning goals in games six seven and eight what we're going to find i think coming up is this generational divide now that you're going to have a lot of people who are around a lot of people who are sort of tweeners like you and me frankly who sort of get invested in this and, and looking back and i mean ken dryden's new book really is interesting because it is just it's not a recap of what happened it was how he feels and how mm -hmm. how he remembers things which is really interesting perspective um and then you're gonna find a bunch of people who are like eh like who cares it's right it's a baby boomer thing like you know wayne gretzky dropped the pass to mario new in 1987 like that was my summit series right like i that was in hamilton ontario i can remember exactly where i was um you know there was a you know steve Larmer did the same thing in 1991 where he scored a big goal Sidney crosby scored a kind of a big goal like mary philippe Poulain, every time she steps on the ice she scores a goal that's going to be on the back of a dollar bill at some point right like so 
every generation has its own moment, and yet we keep coming back to this one. Now, obviously, with the context of history, yeah, you can argue this is the biggest for a bunch of different reasons outside of the game and inside the game, but I think there's going to be a generational divide that people say, enough already, like, mm-hmm. uncle, we surrender, stop talking about it. And then there's going to be a bunch of people who, you know, they're cutting onions and it's getting dusty in here. And they remember all of the wonderful things that happened when they were watching or when they listened to relatives tell them what happened. Yeah. Well, I I think I I get it. Maybe for younger people, they're like, you know, I I don't get it. They don't or they don't even it's hard to explain a world with two TV channels and you know what I mean? And no phones (laughs) and stuff like that. But I mean, to me, something like this. I mean, the 75th anniversary. Who's really going to be around to tell the stories, right? I mean, these, these me. guys are getting these guys are getting up there, right? <laughs> so, I, I I hope we kind of make a big deal uh, out of 50 because it might be the last time to get some of this stuff on the record. Ken Dryden. So you sat down with him. I have never interviewed Ken. Uh, I know people who who have, and I'm just like I'm not trying to bash the guy, but just for for the sake of being honesty and things I've been told, some people have enjoyed talking to him. I have other people tell me, Reed, he is talkative and thoughtful to a fault. Um, <laughs> is, I mean, what was it like actually sitting down with, with Ken Dryden? So it was over Zoom, full disclosure. I over didn't Zoom, sit down sorry. with him. Okay. Wait, no, now I'm lying. No, it was a phone call. Holy smokes. Yeah, but no, still, it was a You had a one-on-one. You had a one-on-one. Yeah, I had a one-on-one. I didn't sit down with him. It wasn't a Zoom. It was a phone call. Um, yeah, like, so I mean, Ken Dryden, when you sit down and think of it, like, like, I've barely built one career. I'm barely capable just typing words, right? Like, that's just my thing. The guy wrote a best-selling book, The Game. Oh, and yeah. by the way, he went to Cornell. Oh, and by the way, like, go on HockeyDB sometime and check his one-loss record over his eight seasons with the Montreal Canadiens. It's staggering. It looks like it's a misprint. Um, and then, you know, the Stanley Cups. And then, oh, by the way, he became a member of Parliament. And oh, by the way, he's also been nominated for a National Newspaper Award, which... By the way, I have not. Um, Like, he's had, like, six really good careers, and I'm barely scraping by on one here. Um, But, yeah, like, so talking to him, he's a really interesting guy, and he is very well spoken, and he does have just an incredible memory and, and the ability for recall. And, yeah, I mean, sitting down, you can ask him a question, and it will go in four different really interesting directions, and he'll bring it right back um, to make a make a, a really interesting point at the end. Um, it, it, it is not the usual interview. I can leave it like that, I think, probably. His NHL regular season record, 258 wins, 57 losses and 74 <laughs> ties. So Ken Dryden had, had, I mean, so that's uh, what, 397 games in only 57 of them in which he had a, had a, had a, got, got the win loss or tie in only 57 of them. Did his team go home without a point? You know, when we compare different eras, I should remind people that, if the uh, Montreal Canadiens of the late 70s would have played three-on-three overtimes, I- I'm going to suggest that 74 of those ties, out of those 74 ties, maybe 40 of them would have become wins. I mean, he, he probably would have had 300 wins if they would have had three-on-three overtime in the late 70s. Isn't that staggering to look at it? Like, I mean, yeah, wins, wins, losses. I mean, it's obviously a team thing as well. And I mean, I don't have a save percentage handy, but like just on, on pure results, and for a really, you know, comparatively 
modest sample size. Like he didn't play 15 years. He, he got his law degree, you know, won a bunch of Stanley Cups and went out and started his next career. Like his, his totals, I mean, in retrospect, they're just, they're just staggering. Yeah. Uh, okay, hey, Sean, yeah, we got to do this. I wish we had more time. August night, Ken Dryden was good in goal. You heard yes. it here first, everybody. <laughs> you heard it here first. He was a very good goalie. <laughs> okay, we got to do this again. Morley's coming up with the uh, with the Elk Show. Speaking of the Elks and Labor Day, the classic. Uh, people, the the classic. I, I'm sure people follow you on Twitter. I, I tweeted out obviously your username so people can go there find the story if they don't already follow you. Hey, all the best with the coaching, and yeah, let's talk again really soon, Sean. This was fun. Hundred percent. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Sean Fitzgerald from The Athletic will visit with Morley. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, Morley Scott has the Elks this week from 7.30 to 8. He was listening to my chat with Sean Fitzgerald. Uh, Ken Dryden, Morley, what comes to mind? Well, what comes to mind for me is I got to watch him in a whole different light play hockey. Uh, if you go, I, when I lived in Toronto when I was a kid, it was, I think it was around 1973, 74. He took a year off, right? And I think he went back to law school and finished his degree and he was in a bit of a contract dispute with the Canadians. But he lived in Toronto and every Sunday night he played men's league hockey at the arena about eight blocks from my house. And me and my friends used to walk up and uh, sit in the stands at that arena in, uh, in Long Branch in Etobicoke. Ontario, just outside of Toronto, and we'd watch Ken Dryden play defense while wearing goalie skates every Sunday night. He was smooth as silk in the goalie skates playing defense, too. I, I did not. So that's amazing. So, he, yeah, like, uh, I, this is, uh, I, I think he is interesting to talk about for, uh, you, you know, the younger generation, because Sean said he actually didn't play that long. And in what some people would would consider one of the his potential peak years he just said i'm not playing like that yeah. how old he basically went the year when he was 26 years of age he yeah, was I'm an all-star the year before he I'm won the vesna the and he was fourth in heart trophy voting he just didn't play yeah he was 54 four and two that year <laughs> so uh and then he just decided i'm gonna take a year off you're not gonna pay me what i want i'm gonna go back to i think he went back to law school to finish up his degree at that point so uh yeah he was a very that uh the book he wrote was it, it, it was a great book the, the i think it was cbc did a mini series off the book way back when and that was fantastic i remember watching that and just enjoying the uh, the daylights out of it because it was so entertaining to watch and uh, yeah he's he's got a mind there's no doubt about that and it goes in many directions and in many uh, many areas of life uh, he's a he's a smart cookie okay uh morley you got the elks this week coming up a- another game perhaps defined by the five or six plays that the elks uh, were not able to make uh, what's coming up on the show tonight yeah we're going to uh, relive that a little bit saturday night uh, on the brickfield at commonwealth stadium we're also going to talk with uh, danny austin from post media in calgary and uh find out about the stampeders and set up uh, the uh labor day classic which is uh, coming up one week from today so bo levi is not the starter for that game did they already have they already said that they haven't said that but i would assume that will be the case jake mayer was uh, was pretty good in the loss last week to winnipeg uh and i think that he'll be the guy who'll be he'll be under center maybe from this point forward going on for the calgary stampeders we'll talk about that with danny 
Interesting. Okay, Morley has the Elks this week coming up in the next half hour. I'll have Inside Sports again tomorrow from 6 to 8. Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Enjoy your ice cream.